welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Lady Alba and Lord Knight. You know, it's a fun day on the podcast when Lord Knight actually breaks out the lecture series (laughs) in order to discuss a topic. (laughs) So we have decided to talk about what makes a religion. So according to the federal government, there are five things that makes a religion. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry. I've always enjoyed this lecture. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, so the five statutes from the United States federal government. You must have something holy. Right. You must have your articles of faith, in a sense, what defines the faith. You have to have beliefs of various kinds. You have to have liturgy. And then you have to have a community. So with those, you have the the foundation of for religion now again this is only according to the government but i mean i think it's still a good start point well i mean what we got to ask ourselves is why in the world did they pick these why these five things why are these more important than anything else well because i think i mean when we again when we look at it from a government standpoint right they had to define it because if they didn't any anybody could just be like i'm a religion you know, no one would pay taxes. Um, but it is a sound basis, right? I mean, the idea of something being whole. I mean, and here's the thing. A lot of these concepts are intangible. We know this, but right. we address them anyway, right? So having something that is holy can be anything. It could be a person. It could be a thing. It could be a concept. It could be an idea. It could be a place. I mean, right. yeah. But there's got to be something that's being venerated. Exactly. Okay. There, there's something that you believe that there is something more and greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even regardless if it's science or philosophy or a deity. Yeah. The idea that you have to have faith. I mean, right. We almost say that like it's a George Michael song, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is. It's the de- the definition, right? What does the faith believe? What does it entail? What is the what's the structure? What what's our morals? What's mm-hmm. our ethics? Where do we pull these things yeah. from? Tenants, all of that. Oh, yeah. And then you have the actual beliefs, right? Right. Yeah, these are pretty critical elements. But you know, we also kind of have to look at what isn't. A religion, right? This is where the cult topic always rears its head. What's the difference and all of that. So it's fascinating because I think ancestrally people did not think of these things that we identify as paganism as a religion. No. It was just a way of life. Right. It was how you lived. It wasn't. The equivalent of the back in the days, you would get up in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably had a little bit of undercooked meat or something the night before. Have to take care of that. So then you go by the healer hut, grab a little mixture there. Then you go see your chieftain that tells you where in the world all the other hunters are. And you have to run out there and catch up with them. The equivalent of modern day is this. You wake up in the morning. You have about a diarrhea. You go to CVS. Oh, my God. Then you go into work and get your assignment. That's pretty funny. Nothing has changed. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Um, but I tend, here's the thing. I tend to liken it more to 
I think the Islamic faith is is a good reference here because they really incorporate their religious practice into every aspect of what they do. And it makes no difference where they are, who's around, who's involved, what they are going to honor their beliefs. Yes. And it's not, I don't know, it's not a burden. It's not an imposition. It's just, you just do it. It's the thought that your life should be interrupting your religion, Mm. not your religion interrupting your life. Right. But that, as we know, is an incredibly difficult concept for most people. And of course, this is also where most people just go, well, but spirituality. Yeah. I mean, sure. But spirituality just means that you believe in something greater than yourself, but is it defined? Right. That's where everybody gets hung up nowadays. Nobody wants to define it. Nobody wants to put, you know, their deity in a box. (laughs) Well, I can understand this to a certain extent because I've heard you even say that as soon as you learn the mystery, that luster is sometimes. Mm -hmm. It can be. Yeah, that's true. But structure is important. Mm -hmm. for unification and to be able to actually have the community component of things because without the community do you have a religion you cannot be a religion of one right and there's the irony and right now paganism is very divided and very all over the place right there's so many solitaries there's so many people that are self-practicing they just you know kind of go "I'm, i'm spiritual in my practice okay but is it really a religion that they're practicing i don't know i I have no idea i mean again no we don't always get to show up for ritual you get older you have physical problems it happens all right that's not a lack of spirituality no but people are railing against this right now right there there's so many of those five points that make up what a religion is people are like i don't want that and the question really is why why It's very strange. And I think the answer to that really does begin and end with the community piece. Because we honestly believe that if your spiritual life is in order, Mm -hmm. the rest of your life seems to follow. Yeah. With very little effort. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, I have met fulfilled solitaries throughout my days. You know, people who really do. They practice on their own. I still feel like they went through the steps necessary to truly learn the faith before they chose that. Yes. In many cases, not always. But right now, there's a lot of very scattered definition. But I think Christianity also has this, too, in in some respect. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, they're having their issues, too, in Mm -hmm. all of this. Yeah. So it's also interesting because it's not like we see new religions very often. And oddly, more often than not, right, when you do encounter a new one, it immediately gets branded a cult. Yes. And there is, you know, usually something nefarious or strange going on there. But religions are strange. Yes. Let's be honest. It's weird. If we took ourselves out of any religious setting and looked at it objectively, our own included, we're all nuts. Yes. I mean, come on. What I find it funny is 
We will sit there and mock or pick on someone for standing there talking to themselves. But as soon as they sit in a church and start putting their hands together and praying, right. it's no longer funny. No, they're just they're exercising their religious they're rights. Bl- and right. they're just you know, I mean, it's it is really bizarre, though. To me, it's, um, you know, like the the belief component. I'll, I'll look at that for a minute. I've had so many conversations with Christians Catholics mainly in in my world who I don't believe in ghosts. You don't? Last time I checked. (laughs) (laughs) It is a major component of your faith. Yes. Right? Father, son, and the what now? (laughs) (laughs) It's even called a Holy Ghost for God's sake. And, you know, yeah, people can argue that, oh, it's not really what it means. Yes, it is. Yes. It's exactly what it means. The, the the mere fact of death and resurrection, Action. that's absolutely what it means. Specter, spirit. Disembodied bo- yes, souls. Yes, disembodied souls. souls. Thank you. Spectral, any, right? Like- yes. <laughs> A person who is now other. <laughs> absolutely. But yet there are many people of faith. Oh, I don't believe in that. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, modern society has really done religious a disservice by focusing on the worst possible parts of it. Yes. But at the same time, you know, yeah, it, it is wise to acknowledge it's kooky. Yes. But does it make it wrong? No. No. Is it bad? Well, again, therein lies the big question. Does it benefit you? Does it make you a better person? Does it fulfill something in your soul? Does it bring you peace? Does it make you want to be a better person? Yeah. Because if it does those things, who cares? Who cares? I don't see an issue. I think when it becomes a problem is when people feel like they're either being taken advantage of or... Their faith is putting unrealistic demands on them or um, Or where people start telling you what you must believe. mm, That's fascinating. To me, there's a difference between being taught something Mm. and me standing up there going, no, you must think this way. You must believe this. To me, this seems like it would make too many psychological issues that you don't believe something, but you're trying to force yourself to believe something. Mm. That's a good point. But, you know, it's funny because we also tend to pass judgment on other religions, whether we mean to or not. I mean, like, look, I don't know too many pagans that don't look at traditional Mormonism a little cross-eyed. Don't get me on the whole transubstantiation thing either. We all Right. Exactly. I will never forget... One of our members, <laughs> there it was a conversation about transubstantiation, and she was literally pounding her fist on a table, going, "We do not eat our gods." And it was, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a really good point." Um, but you know, for her, that was a big, that was a hang-up, right? That was that was important. That was an important distinction for her. Between, you know, our cakes and wine and, you know, communion. Mm. But, you know, like I will encounter sometimes Mormons and I'm like, oh, my God. Like you you almost feel like their women are so repressed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but again, it's kind of like, are they happy? If they're happy, shut the fuck up. 
Like, do we really have the right to tell them that it's wrong or it's th- like? But, but I, again, I don't think either one of us believe any religion is wrong. No. Now, a religion might be wrong for me, mm. but it might not be wrong for someone else. Yeah. I think it's just that we are so used to being told, explore what's good for you. Explore your truth. What do you believe in? What makes you happy? What makes you fulfilled? That when we look at something that seems too rigid, we're going to feel bad for them. Because we feel like maybe those people have not been given the opportunity to do the same. But at no point do we ever sit there and do the same people look at it going, but are they happy? Mm. Is this working for them? Yeah. Just because it doesn't work for you does not mean it doesn't work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So again, I can't bash any religion because if it's a spiritual growth. It's true. And then, you know, there's the other components of, I think a lot of people get disillusioned and so we go back to the beginning, the holy, the beliefs, the faith, you know, those those three right there. It's like how you look at food, I guess. You might taste something and go, that's disgusting. And somebody else thinks it's amazing. It's not really all that different. But again, we have such a bad taste in our mouth about religions <laughs> that we don't like. There's not an easy way to really say, okay, this makes a religion. This makes a faith. But there is one thing that I do think is critical, and I hate to say it because it takes all the mystery away, right? It takes all of the spirituality. It's structure. Yes. It's that part that we kind of hate, but we go, oh, that's important. Well, again, when climbing a hill might be rewarding and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. it's a whole lot easier when there's some steps to help you along the way. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, let's be honest, there are some religions that, you know, if you were to ask their leaders or people that are, you know, whatever, just higher up the chain, I guess, I don't right. know, you know, to define all of the things that you find holy, like how, how much time do we have? I mean, I mean, you've got libraries full of things that some catacombs, yes, that people believe are holy. That's impressive. And it's not that easy, right, to just boil it down, but there's structure, there's teaching, there's codes of conduct, there's liturgy, there's every aspect of the infrastructure to run that church is in place. Yes. And that is critical because if you don't have that, it's going to be chaos. What I've always found interesting is in the Christian faith, like, right, so for us, if you break off and you start a new church, we call it a hiving. Right. Right? Because we will support that new priest or priestess in that effort under our tradition, our banner. But like in the in the Christian faith, I mean, you know, sometimes you, you see people, you'll see a minister or a reverend or somebody just start a church. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Whoa, how'd they do that? Because there's a lot like you, like whose wing are you under? Like, it's got to be somebody. You got to have somebody to help you out. Yeah. You didn't just come up with how to run a church over. No, it's not like Christian churches aren't successful in the United States. Mm. And I'm sorry, that formula is there. How hard is it to go to the next county ever going, okay, 
the big charts here. What do I need to do? Well, more so than that, look at how many seminary opportunities there are. Oh, God, yes. There are whole colleges devoted, right, to nothing but religious studies and specific religions. I mean, let's be honest. We have one here, literally a stone's throw from all of us, called Belmont Abbey. It is a purely Catholic seminary school. Beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous campus, <laughs> tiny, tiny, because I mean, Belmont could be about as far from the diocese as you can get, but little Belmont, North Carolina. But throughout the world, anyone who has the will and the desire to continue to further, be it Judaic, Christian, Muslim, or any the, the major faiths, they have plenty of opportunities. Yeah. We don't have that quite the same way. It's a little harder for us. It's a little more challenging to find. To my knowledge, there's no collegiate recognition. I don't think there's a – I could be wrong, but, I mean, I don't think there's a college offering. I don't think there's anything in the religious study. I think there might be a degree on the magic side. I find that hard to believe. I think the best we can hope for is a degree in theology. Yeah. Or a degree in religious studies, but to actually... Well, there might be a few degrees in the occult. Mm, that I could say. Yeah, maybe. But but I think, honestly, that's going to be nothing but a history lesson. Pretty much. You're not being taught how to run anything. You're just and, like, here's Aleister Crowley and yeah. all the kooky crap he did. And, and you know, let's move <laughs> on to the next one, right? Here's right. the... the and, or, and, yeah. And here's what they learned in the ISIS, the College of ISIS. Yeah. It's and it'll yeah, it'll take you back historically, sure. But I mean, I don't feel like religious studies, ironically, don't teach you how to run a religion. You're studying other phases. I mean, sure, from it you could pick it apart and go, I think I could build something, but it's not easy. No. And it's funny because pagans at large, I mean, we are just information hoarders. And we love our books and our our tomes. I mean, come on. Who of us doesn't have a library of some sort, right? We're bookworms because that is sacred to us. That knowledge, it's what little we've got. We got to hold on to it. Well, I mean, back in the day, I mean, Lord Men finally pulled it all together. But we got paperwork from South Carolina prison system. Yeah. And these people would hold on to these things, and they were laminated in the whole nine mm. yards, and they pass this stuff around in the prison because of the lack of information. They yeah, have. but it's still like that. <laughs> you know, it's it's really, really interesting because there are certain elements of pagan faiths that have not been widely accepted in the same way. So here, I'll give you a great example. So... Atham, a fame, whatever you want to call it, right? We have right. a ceremonial knife. No one calls it a knife because it's not, <laughs> <laughs> right? It has undergone a spiritual transformation that makes it other. Right. And we call it something else. However, in most prison systems, since you brought that up, any book that discusses weaponry, or knives or swords is banned. Make it make sense. I can't. 
I can't. That's the problem. I am sure. Look, I've never done it myself personally, but I'm sure that if we took the Bible and we did a word search and looked for knife, sword, spear, common old school weapons. Right. They're in there. I mean, the word slingshots in there. Sure. But there's loads. There's there's got to be there's there's plenty of references to violence Mm -hmm. and to weapons in the Bible. But yet. Every single prisoner would re- receive one if asked. If asked. Our texts get banned because they see those references not as what they are for us, holy, faith-based, belief-based. No, it is somehow inciting. It's ridiculous. It's utterly, utterly ridiculous. I mean, the thought of anyone in craft using their personal athems to hurt someone. Insane. Absolutely, completely bonkers. But at the same time, huge difference between the physical having, holding use of, and a book. Right. A book is not the weapon, even if you want to call it that. So, but therein lies the problem. But yet we are a legally recognized religion, religion. but we're not. We're not. Clearly we're not. There's still plenty of areas in which we are we are barred. I know this firsthand. I have sent books and materials to prisons and jails only to find out they could not be distributed. They could the people requesting them could not receive them because they were deemed to be inappropriate by the prison system. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many chaplains you talk to. It their hands are tied. It's ridiculous. So I'm sorry. Part of me goes, I don't really give a shit what the government says is or isn't a religion. Right. But I also have to because law of the land. Right. So, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. So I don't, I don't know when this will change. It seems like a really strange thing that we're still going through this. Yes, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. After everything we've gone through, mm-hmm. after all the stuff on TV, the whole nine yards, this should not be. Also, I hate to say it, you make a really good point. Find me one historical account of someone who got stabbed with an atom. Just one. One. Just one, and I'll shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah. Notice I said anthem. I did not say sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but I don't know about you. I don't see where... We're going to have like new religions on the horizon. I don't feel like anybody is reinventing the wheel right now. I I sort of get this impression that nowadays everybody seems to think that religions have to be old. Well, yeah. And that seems to be the mindset of all humanity. That if it's not something, if it's new, then therefore it can't be real. It's not a real religion. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that's part of some people's problems with paganism because they don't think it's been around long enough, even though we could argue mm-hmm. the past. Yeah. But. It's weird. It's really, really weird when we when we start looking at these aspects. I mean, and of course, I think about Scientology because it's not that old, right? It's 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 relatively modern as religions go. 
it somehow still has this monstrous following despite all of its bad press and publicity and weirdness. Yeah, and and the money and the you know some of the things that I mean you know uh, they don't yeah it doesn't look good. It definitely doesn't doesn't put them in the best light. No. But they're still out there. They're still thriving. They're still doing their thing. I mean, well, you still have Harry Krishnas out there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear them like they used yeah. to back in the 70s when right. I was younger, but... But yes, they still exist as well. But I think the Hare Krishnas are based on something older. Yes. Yeah. It's Hindu-ish. Ish. Yeah, it's Hindu light. I don't know. There's some kind of crossover there. I'm not... I don't know as much about it as I maybe should. But there are a lot of... We're seeing all the cult documentaries right now, and... You know, all of these things that are being exposed about, like, it's almost, I think it's ironic. That's where some of the trend lies right now. How do we make a religion look bad? How do we make, <laughs> right? How do we expose secrets and, you know, like that, that sort of thing? And it's funny because you would think a religion like paganism would be the source of a documentary like that, that that would really attract people people's attention but yet i think that that's the problem when when you get down to it they go wow this is pretty boring okay never mind <laughs> yeah there's actually, yes. there's no great scandal there's no great thing happening here well again the stuff that they used to think when we were younger that they thought oh, crap God, was about yeah, you know the on. orgies and the drugs and the party the sacrifices and the it was absurd. I mean, I and I'm and I hate to say it, but like a lot of what we were getting accused of exists in some of the Spanish occult, you know, faiths and also in in you know like voodoo. Uh-huh. And it kind of gives me a giggle because I'm like, hee hee, what nos? <laughs> <You know? laughs> not saying it's not real, but what nos? Yeah. It's kind of funny. So I don't know. I mean, have we answered the question? Have we answered what we is a religion? Do we I don't actually know. Ever answer I don't questions? know. I guess yeah. It's just it's a nice discussion. Yeah. Well, let's get some more coffee. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.